Welcome to another episode of Total R&B Podcast. I am Lorena, and today I have another amazing guest. Uh, this singer, songwriter, producer, director, motivational speaker, and so much more is here with me today. Uh, welcome to the Total R&B Podcast, Dominique Grant. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, as I just mentioned before we started recording, I recently discovered you as a singer, as a speaker, and I've just been so like, you know, into the music, watching like old interviews and seeing all the things you've done because you've done so much. And it's been incredible from the music to the speeches, everything. So thank you for taking time out to speak with me today. Well, thank you for having me. And it feels... I have like a pre-COVID brain and I'm like, okay, let's go there. <laughs> there's the post. So it feels like there's a lot that has happened. So <laughs> yeah, I, there's so much that has happened uh, from before and after and even like during that time. So it's pretty amazing. So, you know, congratulations to you on everything that you've accomplished so far in your career. Um, on the podcast, I always ask this question first. Uh, mm -hmm. If you could tell me what is your first memory of R&B music? So what is the first thing that pops up into your head? That's a good question. Um, TLC, mm -hmm. uh, Creep. Yes, with the silk pajamas. Yep. <laughs> Did you ever have like a favorite um, one in the group that you wanted to like be or dress up as or anything like that? So TLC for me, first and foremost, they're a band who like just influenced my entire songwriting, uh, the way that I sing, the way that I perform. I always loved Left Eye because I felt like as a rapper, she never confined, she never allowed herself to like conform to anything. Uh, and so I definitely love Left Eye. Her, she was always her own person. I also love, actually I love all three of them, right? Cause like T-Boz was one of the singers that also I learned how to like sing in a low tone because prior to hearing T-Boz, I was only hearing singers that were hitting all these high notes and they weren't really like owning their lower tone. I know Tracy Chapman's obviously another person and there are many, but just in the full R&B space, I felt like T-Boz and Left Eye together helped me understand that like as a singer, you can sing and rap and be super dope, but you can actually grab audiences by focusing on your tone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. And I do see too, maybe the influence or similarities because they were empowering uh, women, you know, with their lyrics and the different th messages that they put out there. And I feel the same with your music. It's always like empowering. It's always like, you know, kind of like revving me up, like I got this. So I do see, you know, some influence there. And I do know um, for you, you did travel um, a lot as well. So are there any maybe international artists that kind of, you know, you have on your, your playlist or anything like that that has influenced you as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, US wise, and these are just a lot of the bigger names like Lizzo and Lizzo's career and Blooming for me um, help validate a lot. I think seeing a woman like her uh, doing as well as she is and with a very similar story, it like just helped me affirm that like I'm enough and exactly who you are is who you need to be. And that's that. Uh, I've been to quite a few places. So I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of where I would even where I would even begin. I just got back from South Africa. Okay. And so there are like 
quite a few uh, local artists that are really dope. Um, I'm really new to Ama Piano, so I'm trying to kind of get into the genre there. Um, but I met a young artist by the name of uh, Holy Alpha, who is super, she's just, she's this young uh, hip hop artist um, okay. from, from out in Joburg, but uh, we got to kind of play on the same show. So that was really, really amazing. Her energy is incredible, but I find that like in between like the UK and South Africa, they're obviously completely different places, London and versus the US versus like somewhere like Johannesburg, the sonic differences in how rap flows is is so interesting. Um, and so I'd say like South Africa, that's one artist that I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Um, and then I'm trying to think of someone from the UK that like really, really caught my attention while I was there. Uh, Muna is, I don't know if you know the band Muna, but Muna is mm -hmm. one of my favorite bands right now. So I, I think that those three are, are a few that are on my radar. Dope. And I always love when people put me on to like new artists and new music. So I'm sure there's some people that are listening or watching that haven't heard of either or artist or maybe both of them. So definitely thank you for putting us on to some new talent that we got to check out. So that is super dope. And it also too, the trip to South Africa probably was like amazing. Like that's crazy. It was amazing in every capacity. It was great. It was also like... I had to really take time because I think when you're going to a place like South Africa to tour and to do music, you're like, yay, I'm going to this new place. And it's a full continent with a completely different culture. But then also you realize that like the history is really, really deep in South Africa. And so you have to move with a different intentionality while you're there. You also have to really take time to, um, to learn your history and so a, a part of my trip too was like taking the couple of days to go into nature to go to some of the key places that i needed to learn about historically and that in itself brought me back to like okay you need to center yourself because like the history of our people is very 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 deep so <laughs> yes. yes definitely but i love that that you got to go in nature and kind of you know kind of like center yourself and kind of realize like you know Sometimes it puts you, it puts things into perspective with what you're doing, like making sure that you're intentional with, I guess, maybe the music you put out or the things that you say and how you uh, treat people and stuff like that. So I think that is so awesome. I would love to take a trip there one day. So that is dope. But I do want to get into the music because you're, you released a, a double EP. So chapter one was released uh, back in May. So it's called Queendom. Chapter one is Queen. And um, a lot of it was just about, you know, self-love and, and claiming your, your crown. So I wanted to ask you, like, have you claimed your crown? Is this something that, you know, you claimed it, it's there every day? Or is it like some days it's tilting off to the side and you got to readjust it? So how, how is that? Yeah, I mean, I think every day is a different a different thing. I think the uh, the concept of claiming of claiming my friend has changed. In which, when I started writing the album, I was trying to be like, you need to be this confident person, and you just need to like stand in your truth. Now it's more so that I have a crown, and it's always on, and it just has to be tilted a little differently on a different day, you know. And it's moving away from coming from that lack space to like, yeah, even on our most powerful days. We still gotta lay our edges and we still gotta feel good in order to show up for ourselves. And so I think 
on one side, um, chapter one, Dom, I mean, Queen, part of me was all about exploring my upbringing, growing up in like a religious household, really identifying things like shame, things like fear, authenticity, my relationship with love and which with a lot of things that got in the way of me actually loving myself and being really, really, really honest about what that meant. And I don't know that I was able to do that before. I think before I used to walk around and try to be confident, but I never really went under those layers. And then also the relationship that I have with my father, I think more than anything, the relationships that we have with men in our lives and our family and the people that we grew up with really, really play a role in how we see the world. So I think that Queen was a lot of really claiming that and owning it and being honest about the fact that I am so imperfect, but that is my crown. It's every aspect of that. And I think um, I took a lot of inspiration from like exploring sonic layers of how do we take things like vocoders and and hip hop and R&B and, and pop and merge it all into one to like have a song like Save Me that opens up with like, God, I hooked up with that dude that I shouldn't have. And I lied when I should have gone to truth and can, gone to church. And, you know, can you help me heal my broken? You know, at the end of the day, we're all really trying to heal and do our best. But in the midst of it, we are just like human beings. And so that is, I think, chapter one. And I'm still constantly consuming it and listening to it and processing it differently. But I definitely think that I'm just in a space now of like, this is who I am. And I mean, that changes on every day, but I am, I'm okay with that. That's beautifully said, like how, because so many of us, and I think, I think social media plays on that role too, with like the different memes and different quotes. So people feel like they have to be a certain way um, all the time, which is kind of more on the side of perfection or um, being healed and not realizing like it's, it's a lifelong journey and it's up and down. So on those days where you don't feel, uh, I guess, 100% yourself or you know your crown is not straight on your head like what are some things that you do to you know bring yourself back or give yourself grace yeah that's a really good question I think that the first thing that I do is I accept exactly where I am and um, I'm doing this process of radical acceptance in that I show up and wake up and look at myself and say it's okay it's okay. Like you're allowed to feel the exact way that you want. And I think that the first step in, in kind of making a shift in my day to day is to not judge myself or get angry for the fact that I'm not like waking up happy or the fact that I just don't feel like I'm hundred today. Um, and so that's the check-in with myself. I think too, it's been really helpful for me to let people know when I am showing up not at a hundred because there's so many of us that are trying to just do that and are not being honest and we're just struggling as opposed to like allowing that to just be a human process that like today I'm at 90 and I just need you to know that and we can all just still be wonderful in this space but you can understand that I'm a little triggered today and I would love to have conversations in this way and so being able to communicate with people how I'm showing up so that they can understand how to navigate but also so that they can be courageous and vulnerable and how they speak to me about things that are going on that they might not necessarily want to share and then number three, I'm a visualizer and I'm all about yoga, meditation and mindfulness. So um, I have a practice that I learned at a really, really early age and it's about our physiology. So your brain cannot actually get out of a state of pain or trauma or being off unless you activate the body. And so yoga has been one of the biggest practices for me and really understanding that like the mind, the body and your breath, if they're all moving at one you can't be in a state of like 
anxiety or depression while you're focused on your body because you have to move your attention away from that. And so whenever I'm, you know, having my days or, you know, going through hard times with decisions as we do in the music industry and just in life, I have to be really, really conscious about how I show up and how I start my day. So before I get to social media, before I get to the world, I have a practice now where it's like I go for my 10 minute walk, um, I do my run, and then I always have to start the day with at least 10 minutes of yoga. Um, and then I move to visualization and journaling. So the other tool that I've like learned, which has really changed my life has been um, understanding what visualization is and how visualization can literally reprogram your entire life. Um, so the, the brain actually doesn't know the difference between what you see in front of you and what you put in front of you. And so as an example, if you're constantly waking up every day and seeing the same people and being in the same environment, that's where your energy is going to be focused. But as soon as you find a beautiful photo of the Grammys and imagine yourself performing there, you instantly are out of the space that you're, you think is your reality and you, you reshape it. And so I think the last part of that has been really understanding the power of manifestation and in programming the images that you want to see and in taking responsibility for like how you want your life to show up and and knowing that the things that you listen to and the people that you listen to and what you put in front of you literally dictates your reality. And so in doing that and in moving into every day with an intention, it's like even if I'm waking up and I'm completely off, I'm like, huh, my intention today is to get clearer on how I can get clear with myself. And it's to do self-care. And by just asking myself that question at the beginning of the day, like, what's your intention? And just making that that, I think I'm I'm slowly, slowly being able to like say I'm a little anxious today. And um I'm not processing what this person is saying to me today properly. However, <laughs> I am going to listen to something else and I'm gonna put my intention here. And my intention isn't to have them be wrong, but it's actually to like grow in a space of love and positivity and to get to the core of what they're saying. So those are a couple of, of tips and tricks that I think have helped me and I'm still kind of learning to to continue growing with, but have really transformed a lot for me. So listen, I could li literally listen to you talk all day and you drop so many gems in that in those tips. Like those are so important. Like you hear them all the time, but sometimes uh, getting them into motion is hard. So communicating how you really feel is so important. Movement is so important. And then what you said about um, visioning, a lot of us make um, vision boards, right? But we don't take the time to really envision us in those pictures that we're putting on the, those boards. We kind of just, you know, glue them on the board, put them up on the wall and kind of like leave it alone until like maybe it's time to do like another vision board or whatever, but we do have to take that time to really kind of sit there and envision us if we have, like you said, the Grammys on your board, to envision yourself sitting at the Grammys or sitting at the Grammys and meeting the artists and producers that we wanna meet or winning that award. What does our uh, speech sound and look like? What dress are we wearing? What pantsuit are we wearing? So so many gems you gave so thank you so much for that because some of those things kind of like clicked for me that what i need to do and, and try to um put into my self-care journey as well so thank you that was everything thank you um i do want to talk to you because chapter two is coming out in a couple of days which i'm really excited about um so if you could let us know as fans know what can we expect in chapter two which is dom Yes. So first and foremost, we have 
moved the release date, <laughs> which will be reannounced. But um, I am really excited about Dom. Like, um, Dom is like all about just celebration. It's about celebration of all of the things from like being a boss to waking up and being your own beautiful to um, I have a song on the on the uh, on this EP that's called Undressing, and it's all about this idea of like what it's like to really chase success and to be a woman and to talk about that just really, really honestly about the idea that like, you know, I'm learning to love, but saying goodbye still hurts me. And just, it's a really honest, fun album. Um, I took a lot of inspiration from Beyonce on this one. And um, we're kind of weaving everything from like Afro pop to um, hip hop and pop to just music that you want to listen to when you wake up, when you go out and when you need to show up. And so Dom is like all of the versions of myself that I show up in. I'm a very animated human being and <laughs> it was really, really hard to narrow down this chapter. But I think the other side of it is that I wanted this chapter to be about a resolve. I think the first chapter really opened up a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, challenges from forgiving to um, to talking about my journey to trying to claim my crown and to going through the process of generational healing. And I think Dom is about living that process. It's about um, being unapologetic. And when you are apologetic, being okay with that on that day. Um, but the music is just very sonically differently. It's very sonically different part of me. Um, I think there's there's a lot of big elements in it, but um, I, I speak about it like this because I'm so excited for it. I haven't performed <laughs> songs like this in the way that we're, you know, we're working on my tour right now and designing Ooh. the show. Yeah, and all the artists and the sounds and stuff. And I got to tease a bit of the music in South Africa and to get a response from some of the the remixes. I'm working with Jarell the Young on parts of it. Um, Jarell's like, has been a champion of mine and he's just doing so well. He was just nominated for a Grammy with Drake and um, I can always trust him going into the studio. But yeah, Dom is just about being unapologetic and just literally owning everything that you are in every way that you are. No, definitely. I got to hear some of the stuff already. And there's, it's just like you said, it is a fun album, like the the beats and everything that's there. Um, Undressing is for me, my favorite. Um, I think that's such a beautifully written song. And it your voice sounds amazing, of course. So I'm definitely going to have that on repeat. Oh. definitely happening and then also too because you've released um airbrush um already so there is a video that's out there that everyone can go ahead and check out on youtube but there was also a campaign that you did so you were being depicted like as a superhero like from marvel and dc right so i want to ask you if you could create your own superhero for either marvel or dc what would be your superpower like who would be the superhero Let's, no, let's these questions are so hard. I feel like people expect me to have an like I would expect me to have an answer, but that's so hard because I love superheroes and I'm a superhero nerd. Okay, this is a really good question, by the way. I whenever I get stumped, I'm like, ha. Huh. Okay, so can you ask that one more time? Because I got really excited and then I didn't listen to the end. So it's it's okay. We just want to know about if, let's say, Marvel or DC came to you and they said we want to make you into a superhero. 
but you get free range to create this superhero. So what would be her superpower? Like, what's her story? Hmm. It could be anything. Like, this is yours. I think it would be a combination of superpowers. Because <laughs> it's yours. You're creating yeah. it. Um, so one, it would be healing. Okay. Um, it would be the ability to heal people um, who are at a stage in their life where they can be a part of the process. Okay. And I, I say that because I've I've read books about people being like, what's your power do you want? And they're just like, I want to heal. And then it's like a curse because everyone's like, come and save me. But it's like, no, no, no. I can't save you unless you want to save yourself. So that's number one. Um, number two, flight. I would want to be able to fly and see the world and just wear a, a powerful, dope costume and just look down on the world. So I think that that'd be number two. Uh, I would also want to have mermaid powers. So I would love to be able to go into the ocean and to convert into a sea creature that has a power and can communicate. Okay. And I would want ultra, like just strength just incredible strength because I want to be able to show up and handle my own. So I feel like, I feel like those are my, I think those are four. Those are four like reasonable. I think they're different. Mm -hmm. uh, I think of though, when I think of someone like Mystique and I think of how powerful she is and being able to camouflage and to change into anything, I think I would, I would make my mermaid power to actually be able to like transform into anything that I want as well. That is dope. And then I feel like with this superhero, because she has so many qu different qualities and different superpowers, she's in all the movies. All of them. Like, we have to have her in all of the movies. All, And she also is like, I'm in all the movies and you're going to bring my, because I won't be rolling by myself. <laughs> I will have a couple of other dope ass women that look like me who will also be in those movies too. So we can increase that representation and also just be in all of the Marvel and DC movies. So absolutely. Absolutely, I'm here for it. Well, I love it. I don't know who we need to reach out to, but someone <laughs> needs to contact you and make that happen. I think that would be so, so dope. I also should say that I, um, I'm i a theater kid and that's kind of where I started my career. And so any opportunity to wear a costume, like when people talk about Halloween, they talk about costumes. I'm like, don't talk to me unless we are like really going. And I was the kid at Halloween parties where I would show up fully painted and it would be like, you know, a high school party and they'd be like, people would be the cat ears. So I take it very seriously. So Mystique though and Superwoman last year um, were two of my favorite costumes because I had never been fully body painted and had just been able to kind of like own those, those outfits. So we're going to try to top it this year, but. I was about to say like, how do you top that? Especially Mystique. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to, we're all going to stay locked. We're going to tap in. Of course, we're going to be following you on social media because we got to see what's going to happen. So I'm excited for that. I love that you're so festive with like Halloween and dressing up because I feel like some people, they just put on the cat ears, put on the nose, some whiskers, and then like, that's it. But you're going like full out. I love it. Also, love it. So a part of it, I, I think simple costumes are really great, but a part of it is like, I grew up in a super Christian household where for half of my life, I wasn't allowed to wear costumes. And so I think that's a part of it is like, once I hit like 18, I was like, okay, we are living the childhood that we never got to. And so that's a part of it too. No, that, that makes sense. Cause I feel like sometimes when parents uh, kind of like restrict something, once you get of age and you could do things on your own, you kind of like just dive into it. So yeah, I, I feel that. Because my mom was the type of person, like, we never had, like, sugar in the house. Like, 
no candy, nothing. We would have like, I call them old people cookies. So that's all that we had. So as soon as I was older, like me and my sisters, like candy galore all the time. What was the cereal that that your parents like bought? My mom would buy uh, Cheerios and um, what's the the whole wheat ones? The brand brand. What did you say? Was raisin brand? Or no, but it's like a. It was like a thing. It was like wheat. I I gotta find it. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We were very similar. We had like raisin bran Cheerios. And we only got the sugared cornflakes like later because my mom was like, it's too much sugar. And it was like, it was a lot of sugar. But also I was like, all of my kids had popped, all of my kids, all of my friends had Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudel and all the things. And I, my mom was like, no. And she was right because it's like the worst sugar crash ever. But I was just like, I just yeah. really want this, you know? So yeah, I felt like the good cereal in our house back in the day was Rice Krispies. Like <laughs> that was like a big deal. <laughs> So yeah, I totally, I totally get that. So yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like, hey, sugar is not good for me. But there was a point in my life where I was like, I want it all. And I would just get everything that I miss. Definitely. Great. So now that, um, so the second part of the EP is coming out, uh, you were talking about shows. So there are shows that we could look forward to. You're doing a tour. Is it a tour across Canada or are you touring in other places? What's going on with that? Yeah, so first uh, we are doing the official album release on uh, November 17th in okay. Toronto at Revival. I'm really, really excited. Uh, and so we're going to be launching the second part of the EP there. Um, we're planning a full tour for 2023, which I can't fully announce, but there are going to be dates across Canada, as well as in a couple of other places and continents that I am so ready is there like a song that you're super excited to perform um to see people's reaction i've never performed the single queendom oh i have never performed that and you know i don't know if you remember the chorus but the chorus is like uh it's super high but that song is all about like my childhood and my love for nala and as a kid i was mm-hmm. always like what if nala was the head of you know, Pride Rock, like what would it be? So in writing Queendom and writing the theme song for the album, I was like, ha, huh, what are we basing this on? And I was like, I'm Nala, welcome to the Queendom. This is where we're at. So I think Queendom is one, um, oh, but there's a bunch, Be Your Beautiful, the Be Your Beautiful remix, I've already performed it. And it's just so wonderful. Like just the 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 vibe of the song is really great. So I say those two for fun, but undress- undressing is like, I love performing that, but it, it's definitely not on the on the tone of the other songs. So I'd say Queendom is probably at the top of the list. Yeah, no, that I can't wait. I'm excited. Like I said, this the EP is so well done. So like it's so fun to listen to. So definitely when it's released, we have to go. We have to support it. So, so well done. And I just have one last question before we get into R&B trivia, because I think it's something that's really important um, for artists, because especially when you're releasing a project, there's so much um, that you've done before, but there's so much that happens during this process and even after. So like all the interview requests, different campaigns, video shoots, touring, practice, all those different things. And who knows what else you're doing also so how do you keep your mental and physical health in check 
during this time because I feel like sometimes a lot of artists can get burnt out. Mm -hmm. So what do you do or what advice can you give to other artists? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, first, build burnout into your process. Like, don't be surprised by it. It's coming. <laughs> It'll hit you when you least expect it. And it's just like when people see the final product of a music video or an album that's out, they're like, oh, yeah, they just recorded it and put it out. And they don't realize that there's like a year to years of prep to build the campaigns and to get the assets done and then to strategize and to do all that stuff. So I would say, first and foremost, um, build, build that burnout in and expect it and have a game plan for when it comes. Um, you really, really have to take time to yourself. And I've, I've reduced the amount of access that a lot of people have to me right now um, and have been really, really clear just with boundaries in regard to time and energy, even events. Like I, I made the decision this year, we were supposed to have a few other international tour stops. And I was like, you know, uh, for my mental health and my balance, like I can't be in three other time zones, like I need to focus in. And so I think one, you have to learn how to say no, there's going to be so many great opportunities that come up, but you have to get really good at saying no and being okay with whatever you're missing out on, because there are other things coming to um, at the top of every day, you have to become consistent with the mindfulness and meditation practice. Like whenever I fall off of that practice, it becomes really easy for me to just completely be a hot mess. Like, I don't know if you ever felt like you should have showed up somewhere as a little bit hot message. Whenever I'm having my hot message days, it's always because I was like, oh, today I don't need to meditate. And then I was like, you're hot message today because you didn't take the time to be still with yourself. Um, third thing is gratitude. You can, what's the quote that I heard? Uh, it's that a blessing given too soon or at the wrong time or without the right reception is actually a curse. And so when things get really busy, it starts to feel like a burden because you're doing too much until you step back and really think about gratitude and what you're grateful for. And so gratitude is almost at the top of that list because every day you're facing challenges from like deadlines or album releases being pushed back to the things that you have to deal with as an artist. And so finding the gratitude in whatever it is that you're doing is gonna be really important. And then I would say your diet is another really important one. Um, I on tour had to really become conscious of my diet um, because while you start getting busy, it's really easy to just eat whatever you want or to not eat healthy foods. And it's like, whenever you have brain fog or you're feeling more tired than normal, or you're feeling more irritated, usually it's connected to what you're eating. And so I actually like two weeks ago, took myself to the vitamin store and was like, what do I need? And I bought a whole bunch of vitamins. And now I'm like, make sure that you're eating like a raw food diet. Um, I've cut out a lot of meat just for the time being to really like get refocused and still as I get ready to go into training to release the EP. Um, but I, it always goes back to my diet and, and my gratitude practice. Um, and then just again, being more gentle on yourself, like when you need to sleep, sleep. And when you need to I'm not even drinking alcohol right now because I'm just like, you know what, <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, so yeah, I think like food, mindfulness, nose, and accepting yourself and all that you are. I had to say that in a really dramatic voice because it just felt necessary. <laughs> it could be a part of the superhero character. Hey. It, it all works. It all works. But definitely what you said, food is super important. Um, I started to realize that a few years ago and really monitoring, like, after I eat certain things, how do I feel? Um, and that has helped me kind of cut certain things out 
um, and also learning like what my body does need. So that's really important to um, for people to take note of whether you're an artist or not. I think that's just something important for people in general. So thank you. I also want to add a few more things. Um, yeah. Just because you said food, sugar, sugar, <laughs> sugar, 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 sugar. When I am eating excessive sugar, I am a completely different person. I have cut out artificial sugar, and I that I've done that actually, um, and I've. I stepped away from just eating um, anything artificial. I've mainly focused on fruits. I'll still eat like, you know, chocolate and stuff here and there, but even like things like Snickers bars that have corn syrup in it. Um, mm. So a fun fact, in corn syrup, there is uh, a chemical in it that deactivates a part of your brain that tells you to stop eating, which is why when you're oh. eating sugar, <laughs> you want to consume more and more of it. Um, oh, wow. and, and Yes, and so sugar is probably one of the best things that you can do if you're having like anxiety, mental health issues, anything like that. Cut out artificial sugar. It'll be a little bit diff difficult, but your taste buds will adjust to the new things that you're eating and sweetness levels will not need to be so high. Um, and so that's one. And then there was one other thing that you mentioned, uh, which just completely jumped out of my brain. But anyway, the sh I think the sugar takeaway is... Yeah. No, that's that is super important. I never knew that about uh, the corn syrup. So, yeah, I'm going to look more into that. That is so crazy. I did not know that because that's another thing. Like, I love chocolate, but I notice if I eat too much of it, it kind of just brings my mood down. Like, yeah. I really noticed that. And I was like, oh, my God. So I do like watch that, too. I don't eat as much chocolate. I try and, you know, stay away and, you know also tell my mom she was right <laughs> for not having all of that sugar in the house and i get so upset i'm like oh because parents say a lot of things and yeah. i have a jamaican mother so sometimes i'm like i don't know if this is a saying that you've created you know just to teach me a lesson or if this is actually a fact but the sugar crashes whenever uh like i'm stressed out i do not have sugar because i know that it will spike you up and make you feel good and then you'll feel even worse after it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, the last thing was the neti pot. So completely, completely, completely has changed my health game. So as an artist, just for everyone, like especially as the season's changing, a lot of people are getting these dry coughs and they're thinking mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, you know, they have, I mean, go get tested. Please don't don't take this as like practical like health advice, but I got a neti pot and I realized that um, postnatal drip is actually what contributes to a lot of our coughing and allergies, and so a sea salt rinse literally got rid of uh, like a dry cough that I had for like two months. I couldn't figure out what it was, and I started using the neti pot daily, and my sinuses cleared and I started feeling way better. And so a neti pot is also a game changer in addition to cutting out sugar. Definitely. See, look at you putting us on to all of these cool things. So definitely look into that. But I do know my mom, um, she has sinuses. So she always does uh, the salt water uh, rinse all the time. So yeah, definitely check that out. Thank you for always putting us on. I appreciate that. Because like I said, I could listen to you talk forever. Like you all like the advice, the, the quotes, the everything. So it's just really refreshing. So Again, can't thank you enough. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so let's do the RB trivia before I let you go. So I'm going to just ask you six questions. We'll see how well you do. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Are you ready? Oh, I am ready. Okay. So, question one This nine time Grammy Award winning RB singer is best known for her singles such as. Real Love, 
Family Affair, Just Fine, Mary and Jane Be Without Jane. You. I'm talking about the real love. Hey, correct. Mary J. Blige is the correct answer. All right, so question two. So she is a two-time Grammy Award-winning artist from Toronto. Uh, she was once in a group with Drake, but went solo. And is known I was literally, I literally spoke with her two days ago at the Legacy Awards. We were sitting across from each other and we had a whole oh, no. conversation. So Melanie Fiona, fun fact, we had the same vocal coach starting out. Falconer Abraham, big shout out to him. Um, but yes, uh, I know Melanie Fiona. She's wonderful. I love her that she's like one of my favorite singers. And till this day, I know like her last album came out in like 2012, but I still play it like it's a brand new album. She's so good. She's just so good. Like, I don't know. I'm like, you. it's a lot. Yeah. No, she is amazing. And I love that, that you got to like sit right across from her at the Legacy Awards. That is super dope. I love that. All right. Question three. So uh, this uh, is another singer-songwriter. She was the first lady of the label uh, Murder, Inc. and wrote for hit artists like Jennifer Lopez. Ashanti. I was trying to think of one of the songs and fool it. Ashanti. Queen Ashanti. Love her. Correct, correct, correct. All right, question four. So this singer comes from a famous family and had their breakout moment in music after teaming up with hit producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Ooh, I don't know if I know this one. I could give you some options. Is there like another clue that you can give? I could give you an option, like options and you can tell me which one is the correct one. Okay. So is this Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Robin Thicke or Janet Jackson? Whitney? No. No, it's not Aretha. Is Aretha? No. no, I know it's not her. I know Aretha's story. Um, it I is mean, Janet Jackson. Janet? Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. So, I know it's not Robin. Robin would just be random. <laughs> well, he's like he's R and B, but yeah, it it kind of is random a little bit. But he did he's done a lot of like uh, writing as well with different producers. But um, it's Janet Jackson. So after her first album, the I guess the sales weren't that great. She teamed up with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and they created the album Control, which is like her breakout album mm, okay. um, that really put her on the map as a solo artist. Dope. Dope. Question five. Uh, this artist was a part of a famous teenage boy band and is now known as the King of Unbothered. King of Unbothered. Shoot. Okay, Marcus Houston comes to my brain and I don't think that that's it. But you're in the right area. I think Omarion might be in there. Is it Omarion? Yes, it is. Hey, and I don't, I don't even know what the King of Unbothered means, but I'm like, I know it's one of, because... A bunch of them are related. I was like, I know it's yeah. in this family. So, yes. This makes it is. It is Omarion. So, uh, they call him Unbothered because there was that, like, whole drama issue with, like, him and his um, other, like, bandmates. And then one of the bandmates was dating his baby mother. 
all this drama, but he remained unbothered and kept meditating and giving us words of affirmation. Mm. So he is now the king of being unbothered. Yes, Amarion. Yeah. All right. Last question. Uh, this singer's debut album is called Songs in A Minor. I love her. I went and saw her perform in Toronto recently. Uh, Alicia. Yes. She's my first concert. The first concert I ever went to was, was an Alicia Keys concert. So Wow. That is dope. I did get to see Alicia when she was uh, in Montreal one time. Uh, a really dope concert. She just, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It it's so much and in, like just inspiration wise because she plays and sings and performs and she just has such a light to her mm -hmm. i don't Alicia Keys concert without just being completely full and yeah so yeah no she's super dope and I, I follow her on well one of my pages on instagram and she'll she just finished doing a tour so amazing so i would love to see her uh perform again with like her latest music i think she's just amazing but Kudos to you. You got five out of six, which is really good. So congratulations. And thank you for playing R&B Trivia. So before I let you go, let everybody know where we can follow you online because we got to stay up to date on the release, the shows, if the superheroes coming, you know, to a theater <laughs> near us soon. So let us know where can we follow you. Yes, uh, so you can follow me I'm everywhere at Dominique Grant. It's D-O-M-A-N-I-Q-U-E-G-R-A-N-T. Uh, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. If it's a platform, I'm generally on it. Uh, the album will be dropping on November 17th everywhere. Uh, and sorry, the release party is on November 17th. Tickets will go on sale next week. And the album comes out November 18th, which I cannot wait for everyone to hear and listen to. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dominique. I'm so excited for you. I cannot wait until Chapter 2 is released um, and everything that comes after that as well. I would love to speak with you again because there's so much I can talk to you about. Um, but thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us here on the Total R&B Podcast. Yeah. And to everybody that's listening and watching, my name is Lorena. This is the Total R&B Podcast. We will be back in two weeks with another interview. Thank you, Lorena. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>